Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the birds that night or that first morning where they were like, what? what it sounded like a rubber chicken. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah. Our alarm clock. That was fun. I, I forgot. We could wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink, clink, clack, goody clack, clink. Uh, you What's know. up, man? Fantastic. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, I am perfect and getting better. Went for a little run today and just a little shakeout run, nothing too crazy. And it was much needed because I felt like absolute dog shit yesterday. So that's what you were saying. That's what we, I, I know we talked about possibly recording yesterday and then today we decided to record because you're feeling better. I was feeling too well. Uh, I, oh, my microphone changed. Sorry, guys. My computer is all talking to me. <laughs> um, but uh, No, uh, I, I wasn't feeling well on Sunday and we were supposed to have Tucson, but he stood us up. So we'll make it Tucson again. You know, so. We'll get him. He was busy. He was busy. It makes sense. He's a, he's a good guy uh, like that. So I, I track my sleep and all the recovery stuff because I geek out on that kind of thing. And so last night's sleep, when I wasn't feeling very well, you could see clearly like when I was feeling like just that I was feeling like crap because I woke up the next day and my phone, the app was just like, was like, don't leave your bed today. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was just like, you need to just not do anything today. Because the way like it was reading. And I remember when I got um, my second COVID vaccine way back in May, uh, I saw similar kind of data um, happen, which it, it was interesting to see. Like my resting heart rate jumped like 10 beats within like a minute span. It was just like, and that's like when the body was just trying to heal itself the immune system just started kicking and was just trying to get rid of anything because yeah, mm. it stimulates being sick yeah so i just yeah is, I, I i rested out i i i have a cup that i spit into because that helps with my sore throats if i don't have the mucus build up in the back of my throat um and then i uh i shower like four times a day i love the heat too i yeah. will um I don't shower four times, but we'll do, I'll do one in the morning, one in the evening. And yeah. I steam that shit out. No, I do that. Uh, like this, I was feeling real bad. I think it, uh, according to Thea, you know, nurse Thea, she thought it was uh, the flu and just based on my symptoms and what I was doing. But it, like for me, what it was is like I was getting the chills real bad at some point. So I'd get take the warm shower and just steam it out. I love steam rooms and steaming stuff out. I do too. Steam rooms and saunas. I might even go to the sauna tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. I got a membership at the Y. I'll go put in a bike workout and then just go sit in the sauna for 30. There you go. That's that's how to do it. I uh, I I just get, get the steam going in my shower usually. Uh, that's not a bad way to do it either. <laughs> No, feeling better, getting out, doing things, staying active. 
hopefully going to go out and do some nature kind of things here real soon. That's always the plan. I mean, you know, it's the winter, so it's, it's hard. You know, we talked about that on winter activities and, uh, you know, we talked about probably talking about some more winter activities and the fact that we, we do go inside in the winter. Um, but there is plenty to do outside. Um, you know, there's walking around skiing. I know Calman, our, our, uh, everyday backpacker, he cross country skis. So stay tuned for his stuff. Cause I know he's, he's been dropping a lot of stuff. Um, cross country skiing's uh, cross country skiing is uh pretty popular around here as well is it yeah it makes sense it's a it's a it's a good uh active um you know where my parents lived here in billings they had uh they lived by a golf course and a lot of people go on the golf course and yeah that's a popular place to do it yeah yeah i mean it's essentially walking out in you know so it's just the downhills are probably a little bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Woo! laughs> right. So, well, and the boots are a little more comfortable, I, I believe. They're not as like, you know, like when you're skiing, you're in some pretty stiff boots. And that's actually how I broke my leg. I was skiing, you know, I was your French fry pizza, French fry pizza, right? Pizza to slow down. I was pizza and, and I wasn't slowing down. And all of a sudden the right ski got caught up under the left ski and I, the boot, because it was stiff, right. It just, I spiral fractured my, uh, my shin bone and it was no bueno. Yeah. That's a bad day. Um, yeah. that is well, a bad day. The story <laughs> we'll get into this. Cause I, I got two stories for you guys today. I got a nice little book here called yellow shirt, black necklace about the Western metal arc. But before I get into that story, I'm going to go ahead and tell this one about when I broke my leg because it was a fun day. It was my second time ever skiing. We did the class in the morning that teaches you. And then we were going. And if you're, if you're with Red Lodge Mountain here in Montana, it is um, Red Lodge, Montana, Miami Beach ski run, right? So that it, it's a beginner ski run, right? I'm in the fifth grade. This is my second time ever skiing. We're going down it all day long, having a great time and we, we were like, okay, we can maybe fit in one more run. It looks like they're, they're just about taunt down to shut down the, <laughs> the gondola to go up to the top. And me and Josh, we got on, we went down. I went down on the hill. Josh went back down. My dad and Josh were just waiting at the lodge, like waiting for me, like, where the fuck is he? And uh, some I was lucky some kid came by and I like was screaming because my leg was broke and he helped me. And then some old man came and helped me. And finally the ski, you know, they came with the sled, they strapped me on the sled, they sled me down the mountain and put me in the room, the doctor room thing that they had and put my leg in a splint. And yeah, it was a, it was a story. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh sounds like a good time. Anytime you get to take the, uh, the sled down where you're all mummied and then yeah. like put you in a nice old, uh, vacuum splint probably of some sort it was cardboard and uh like rubber bands i kid you not because oh was... okay they went real cheap on it <laughs> it was some, well it was like some of them are the vacuum splints where they'll like put you in these beanbag kind of things and then they take the air out yeah it's typically the end of the day like what what they were doing was they would take you to actually down to the hospital there in red lodge but my dad was kind of like no he doesn't need that so i actually didn't end up going to the hospital till the next morning 
Oh. So I slept with a broken leg. It was the worst sleep Shit. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I probably broke it some more by sleeping, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's something you need to get taken care of right away. Because <laughs> I tried, I tried like walking on it too. Like, and I was like, I can't. Mm, I can't. Nice. Nice. Uh, this is a great lesson on things not to do, everybody. Yeah, I <laughs> feel like I have walking. quite a few of those. Don't try walking. Uh, if it's a break, probably need to go right away. Should go <laughs> right away. There are exceptions to the rule, but in general, just go right away. Hey, I was on board for that plan. I just yeah. want to make that clear. <laughs> okay. No. You know what that means? Time for another commercial break where we get to tell you to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Whether you're getting that podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, WhatsApp, whatever podcast app you use, you can make it happen. And don't forget, this is also the time to let, uh, let you guys know that you can pick up that Wandering Ways swag at the Teespring. Make sure to check it out. The link is in the bio down below or in the episode description. It's even in the show description, too, if you can't find it in the episode. But you can go on there. You can get your sweatshirts. You can get your uh, shirts. You can get long sleeves, short sleeves. You can even get some socks. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend. You will... Be impressing everybody at your next bonfire with some Wandering Ways swag. You know, and if that's not enough, we're going to tell you to follow us individually on our social medias. You could check me out at the Rougarou or Zach of Wandering Ways. You know, check out the adventure firsthand where there might not be any ads. Exactly. And who doesn't like some good free pub? I need the follow followers to go up. So I'm going to throw out... Reverend Marcus, check me out on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Um, I do some cool stuff, so please give me the follow, all right? We also do not cool stuff. Yeah, but anyways, uh, let's keep wandering on. So the, the book is written by a longstanding bear chief, who's actually my grandfather's twin brother. Uh, and they were developing a bunch of children's stories uh, for the Blackfeet tribe. Uh, uh, up in Browning and this one's called yellow shirt black necklace it's got a picture of a beautiful metal lark and a nice rainbow right behind it on the cover Ooh, ah <laughs> there was a time when the earth was pure and clean and all living things spoke the same language the people the birds the things that crawl and the things that swim and the things that fly and those that live in the earth could talk to one another. There was peace and harmony because there was respect for everything and everyone. Then evil spirits came among the living beings on earth. The things we speak about as being evil can be said to be those that are against life. They are bad people and things that do not want to see life lived in peace and harmony. Long ago, all living beings gave honor and respect to each other. In that long ago times, there was one tribe of people who were messengers. They were the bird people we now call the meadowlark. They were people who enjoyed visiting and keeping everyone informed about the good things in life. Whatever good 
was taking place in the camps, the joyful metal lark sang about it. So all the beings of the world would know about it. There's a picture of all the beings listening to the metal lark from Beautiful Mountain. Mark's watching, right? just so you guys know. <laughs> the song of the metal lark is enjoyed by everyone. Every summer day when the sun is coming up, you can hear the pretty song of our metal lark relatives. It is at this time of day you will hear all living things talking and singing to the creator. This is when the metal lark helps pass the good word of what is going to happen during the coming day. This is the way the metal lark has always been. He follows the good road of summer season, singing about the good things of life. All the relatives of Meadowlark who lived on earth respected and loved him for the good he brought to their lives. They prayed for him and asked the creator to bless Meadowlark in some way. Because of this, the maker of life came to learn about the good things Meadowlark was doing for all his relatives. The result of these prayers, asking for an honor to be given to Meadowlark, is the gift of a great, the great holy being gave for us to all see. The gift is the yellow shirt and black necklace that he proudly shows while he sings a summer song. This beautiful gift matches the pretty song we hear every summer day when all of the creation sings and talks to the creator in their own way. This story is to remind us, the kind, uh, remind us that kindness is remembered for a long, long time. The gift of kindness is always rewarded. And that's how the metal arc got to be the yellow shirt with the black necklace. We want to thank everyone for joining us for another short stories with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few. I think they're fun because I, what I liked about that one um, in particular is the metal arc. It's, it's a state bird to a lot of states. A lot and of states. Oregon, Montana, Kansas. No, Oregon, it's not anymore. It used to be because it, it was. Be, but it's yeah. not anymore. What is it now? It's the Osprey. Oh, that's cool. They changed it to the Osprey. That's a cool one. That, yeah. like, changed it they to voted on it. That's what oh, they really? decided to vote on <laughs> in our state government. <laughs> nice. But I, I love the sound of them when you're hunting. You know, it's that like tweedle, tweedle, tweet. You know, it's, it sounds like they're singing to one another. You really, yeah. you can tell when a metal arc is present. And out here in Montana, we get them a lot. And I, I, I like them. Um, well, that was the big thing here in Oregon is like no one ever sees a metal arc anymore. So because uh, they're in e Eastern Oregon, yeah. mainly, yeah. So they're like, you know what? Let's change it to the Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> but we never see them because we're not killing them off or anything. No, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it's voted away. No, uh, I like it. It's a good plus. What I really like is the teachings. When you look at these native stories, these. You know, because he took what they would do is they would take a lot of these historical stories and how can we relate them to modern times with the kids, you know, talk to them about, well, the animals used to live in harmony with one another, you know, especially in native culture. That's, that's just what we know. That's how we're brought up. And to, to hear that. And then to talk about the kindness, you know, the, to be kind to one another, to the animals respect one another. We should respect one another. You know, that's, that's the reverence teachings. <laughs> it is essentially you know ele everybody love everybody exactly <laughs> it's all, but it's all the same message told the to different ways right and we have some exciting stuff for you guys today we're doing another breakdown whoop, yeah. whoop. Bow, bow, bow. another 
wandering ways breakdown coming your way i'm excited because this is one i'm surprised we haven't done a breakdown of it yet um we have kind of ish ish we've grouped this one in with other things and now we're deciding to kind of just do only the badlands in this breakdown and I think the reasoning for it is because it is one of the national parks. Um, there are some people out there that are very particular about national parks, national monuments. We're not really so, but what we want to do is provide this because we know some people just want the national park, national park only. Um, they're not going to do the, the other stuff that the, the, the Black Hills have to offer. And this one is kind of away from the Black Hills. You know, it is... Yeah the flats of the national grasslands and so um you know we kind of threw it in with the badlands because it was something you can do but really it can be its own separate entity and that's kind of what we're doing today and i like that because i think it it it, it is a smaller national park i want that to be known as we get into it um so you can dedicate like half a day heck a drive through the park the way it literally is a scenic drive like you can get off one exit of i-90 and get right back on i-90 and you haven't lost any distance on i-90 um so that is possible if people are doing that they're in a hurry you you can uh no trucking through the park though yeah no trucking <laughs> there's no trucking through any parks though i know <laughs> so uh used yeah, to be. for all of our uh trucker fans out there listening i'm sorry um, our long haulers <laughs> yeah the long haulers out there uh we're sorry <laughs> but no 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 today we are we're doing the breakdown of good old badlands national park which is in south dakota yeah and matt buddy man this this is right up his his alley um, especially because half of the park is located on the Pine Ridge Reservation. Yes. And not a lot of people go down there because it's on the reservation. Um, yeah. And um, as we'll get in later, a lot of that down there too is backcountry. And it's not like what's weird about the Badlands is because I've been down there. I, I wanted to go down there and check it out. It's It's like... It's not a lot because it isn't developed because the tribe, I, I believe, takes a lot of control and tries to run it themselves. And the Oglala Nation, the Pine Ridge Nation, is very poor. And they're focusing on their people first versus like a national park. So I think that, that is, that's why there's not really a nice giant visitor center down there. You know, uh, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah maybe. With uh, your yeah. help. <laughs> You never know. Um, but yes, this is in the grasslands of South Dakota. Um, they are called the Badlands, even though that is an improper name. I think they're pretty good lands. Um. <laughs> it makes sense, though, because living out here in eastern Montana and, and like my grandma, where she's from in North Dakota, the, like Teddy Roosevelt National Park is essentially, they call it Badlands up there like it, it didn't get its name teddy roosevelt national park for a while and so she i'm like no it's teddy roosevelt park that's not the badlands and we always get in this argument and uh what's cool is we have them here in montana and it's just like 
there's no other word for it because it's like you can't farm it you can't really live on it you can't you can't do anything with it it's bad land i mean that is why they call it bad lands you know i it just looks pretty it's cool so i'm trying to give it a little bit of love when no one else wants to give it some love so um but no um if you if you don't know what it is it's like this weird rock kind of uh land that just kind of pops out of nowhere um you know the way the grasslands work it's literally just grass forever and ever and ever and then all of a sudden there's some weird shaped rock formation soil that pops up yeah and then just back to grass yeah yeah (laughs) or little bits of grass picked in there Uh it's it's the cliffs it's these like cliffs that are created by the land must be going up and down or eroding or however i'm not the geologist i know park ranger sunny hope is and she would probably be able to tell us but um send her an email guys check out that episode (laughs) um but it does not mean there still isn't some cool stuff to do in this park um if we're gonna start with the things you can do in the park and then we'll tell you about you know other camping backcountry camping that kind of stuff later in the uh episodes but i want to start off talking about probably the best thing to do in this park um we did it when we were there um and that is stargazing oh god i'm glad you're talking about this first because i I wanted to bring it up (laughs) yeah um this is a park this is this is why i would recommend staying in the park um when we talk about camping later but the stargazing is phenomenal there's no light pollution that's why it's phenomenal (laughs) you know you're out there it's just uh, it's just the Badlands, so there's no major population that's like producing light. It's just the campsites and whatever uh, they're producing. So you can see a lot of stars, which is just absolutely. And then the other thing is because there's no trees and these rock formations of the Badlands aren't that big, you know, you can see so much of the sky. You know, we talked about Big Sky of Montana, where you, it's just big. Like, I mean, this isn't Montana, but it's still very big sky. You know? Well, it's still high desert. Yeah, there's just, you see it all. So, you know, shoot, what was it? I think that's when I whooped out the stargazing book, and we were, like, pointing out stuff that night. <laughs> well, I think because I have an app on my phone, and that was one of the only campsites that we actually had like cell service at so i was able to pull it up and you had your book with your red light on and yeah <laughs> i think you you slept because there's no trees for our hammock campers like mark um mark there was a there was like this like little pavilion thing for uh like where we could eat like our, our, where our table was yeah and they had was. like a roof on it in case it rained you know, and Mark set it up right on the two poles yeah. that hold the roof up, <laughs> and he was able to stargaze his way to sleep. Exactly. That's the best part about sleeping in a hammock is you get all the stars as you sleep. Uh, right. But no, stargazing, um, I honestly think this is kind of like the biggest thing to do in this park. 
Mm-hmm. It's the first thing I would recommend to anybody to go into this park. I'd be like, well, check out some stars. And what I like is it's not that it is a popular park. So like people go there, but they don't stay there because of its size typically. So if you really have the time to make a campsite there, maybe spend two two nights there, I think you can get into it because you can do the backcountry camping. You can focus on stargazing. You can really touch every aspect of this park. You can. And um, a good thing to tag team with your stargazing when you go to the park is another thing that I highly recommend when going to this park is checking out a sunset or a sunrise. <laughs> both beautiful. Um, you do get different colors in both, right? You yes. get more of the purples and pinks in the sunrise. And I've seen some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sunrise pictures of this park because of that, the way the colors. And I'm looking actually at the different bands because when you look at the Badlands, the best way to like explain it is it, it's like you're on this edge of grassland that falls and you just see the different bands of earth and they're the different geological like time periods essentially uh you know you got you got the ones that are more white more red more yellow more gray whatever that may be and then i think with that the color of the sunrise as well as the sunset we got some really pretty sunset pictures um but just the shadows they create and the way the colors play and interact with one another in that that daylight yeah yeah i mean when we did the the sunset that was pretty legit um you know we kind of did we kind of just hiked up to a point real quick and we ended up we ended up just watching the sunset we ended up having people join us for the sunset too we had like we had the traveling nurse and then we had like the one couple that came and joined us for it too it Um, was a it was really nice and what's really cool about that park is it's it's easy to get to those places. Uh, like we were in a spot where we could have been there by ourselves, but the people that, that happened to stumble upon us were just really friendly people and wanted to talk to people. I feel like, whereas yeah. if they weren't those type of people, they would have just walked by and let us sit there, take our photos. There was a couple or two that did that. But what I also yeah. remember and I really liked was the Rams yes. and the sheep. Because we were standing up on top of this cliff and the way these, they're out in this field and the way they worked their way in kind of towards the cliff area as the night progressed. Yeah, 100%. It's nice. Um, you know, anytime you go wildlife viewing, it's always nice to go early or late because that's when animals are most active, right? So, yeah, this park allows you to do that and see some cool stuff, even if you don't see animals you're going to see a great sunset or a great sunrise you know then if you just add in you know a random buffalo that comes through or a herd of sheep that walks by or you know whatever um, rattlesnake yeah that, that, i mean that's when we ran into the one um like later that day and we're all sketched out hiking because we're like we saw one there's gonna be more right well what i like is i've been i've been blessed to go to this park a few times with a few different people um my dad, Thea, and you. And when I went with my dad, we were able to see the Rams. Well, I actually saw a really big one. And just like 
what I like about the trips that each one of us were doing is they were different, right? So you and I were on a long road trip and this was one of the stops. Me and my dad were on a business trip and he's like, oh, we can do the loop and get back to Rapid City. Our meeting was done by noon. We were on the road. You know, we did it in like half a day, just drove through the park and he got to see it and really like it. Cause that for him, that's what he likes at the parks is driving around and seeing them. Um, similar to Matt's parents in that sense. Um, when we talk about it on the cluster with Matt. Um, and then with Thea, we were also kind of on a road trip, but we stayed at a hotel and we were kind of taking our time at some of these parks and we worked our way back into the Black Hills to do some other stuff. Um, and it's just, I, I, what I like about it is it's in South Dakota, so you think it's kind of out of the way, but it's, it's kind of not. It's kind of its own destination. Yeah, I, yeah, I do, I do see that. Yeah. I mean, what's the, it's close by to the place that gives you the water, right? Waldrug. Yeah, Waldrug. I kept wanting to call it Walport, but that's a city in Oregon. Yeah, uh, it's really close to Waldrug, and that's a tourist town, um, a fun one. They yeah. say, and then from like Deadwood, Rapid, Rapid City, you're 88 miles out from Deadwood, Custer, all those, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore area, you're about 120 miles away. You're also really close to, the Minuteman Missile, which is a national historical site. Um, I think it's like one of our nukes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to check the eight miles away. <laughs> that's that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is kind of its own, its own thing because it is close but far. You know, 88 miles to Grand Rapids, which is probably the bigger of those cities close by. Yeah. Um, oh, not Grand Rapids, uh, Rapid City. Rapid City, sorry. Um, 88 miles, you know, that's, it's not horribly hour. far. Hour, uh, hour, hour and a half if you're driving slow, right? Um, 80, 80 miles is the speed limit out there because there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> hour and a half. Um, but yeah, you, so, you know, it is, it's, it's a day trip if you're in one of those places where yeah. you go, you don't have to necessarily stay in the park, even though we talked about reasons you should stay in the park um, for the stargazing and the sunrises and sunsets. Um, but you can stay in bigger establishments um, if you hotels. want to. Yeah, hotels. Even Waldrug has some bigger kind of um, hotels hope, and it's a yeah. little closer and Waldrug gives you water. Um, <laughs> for free <laughs> yeah, for free they give you water for free um but other things to do in the park we mentioned it a little bit it's the wildlife sightings you know yeah it's, it's nice because you can see forever so if you get yourself a nice pair of uh, binoculars um you can as as they say glass a lot of area so <laughs> well and what i like is every time i've gone and and take note every time i've gone has been in in the summer season so may to september is when i've gone i've always seen a, a bighorn sheep from the road they, they do like to stay close to the road um you know you and i had a really cool encounter with a herd me and thea had a really cool me and my dad had a cool encounter depends on the you know you'll you'll typically see the females with the females the males with the males um but the bison that's another one you don't see them as i haven't seen them every time 
because um, there's a lot of grassland and I think they prefer the grassland. And what's interesting is the land seems flat, but even though it's not necessarily flat, there's a lot of ravines and coolies. And that's where like these herds will go, you know, middle of the day, if I'm at the park in the middle of the day, they might be laying down because it gets hot out there. Yeah. So pack your sunscreen I, and water. I remember there was one stop um, and you can, it was kind of, you can see a bunch of it. And I remember when we were there, looking off the distance like the one single buffalo that was like kind of just making its way it was kind of cool um because you imagine for some odd reason it's kind of what i imagine the uh, african savanna would be yeah. like you know because it's it's more wide open there's more trees in the african savanna um but with different trees where their yeah, leaves are almost higher. Yeah, it's different climate. So, but <laughs> um, it is kind of what I would imagine like the African savanna would be. I also imagine the African savanna, there's a lot more wildlife. Um, but you know, that's that's different in itself. But it was a cool sensation to see off in the distance that one buffalo kind of making its way across these uneven grassy patch to non-grassy patch of land yeah no i ha i think i have a really cool picture of him and i have uh i think you do too. I actually painted i painted over it uh one of my famous smoking men um and he's looked like it's a black and white photo and he's looking out at it kind of mm -hmm. and you can see the smoke going on. it's really cool one of my favorites it's in my garage <laughs> but they have porcupines coyotes bighorn sheep bobcats rattlesnake the blacktail prairie dog and i know you like a good prairie dog um the american bison magpie the black-footed ferret which typically you'll see at night uh and the swift fox which actually i believe is endangered oh yeah um, yeah you gotta watch out for rattlesnakes um, yeah, you really do because they like we were like we said we and we talk about it in in the Black Hills breakdown, but we've we talked were... about it a couple times. This uh, <laughs> rattlesnake because the story is hilarious. Um, well, but you should keep what I what I like about that is is we were far away and he's alerting us. Yeah, you know I've but I've had stories too. Like uh, my uh, our good friend who's a photographer was out photographing in kansas and he took one step into the long grass and basically stepped on a rattlesnake and he, then he jumped up and ran away and the thing didn't get him in time fuck he's like oh my god i'm scared like he's like oh because he they're what they were focusing on was they're trying to get those thunderstorms photos yeah and yeah. the heat right and the snakes like the heat and yeah but make sure you stay 100 100 yards away from all or 100 feet away from all animals in this park Yes, yes, yes. It's on the it's on the thing they give you at the door. Yep, uh, you should. Most of these critters in all of these parks, you should try and be a lot smarter. Um, there's some great videos out there of tourists being questionable. <laughs> We've even done a whole podcast episode on questionable tourists. So. We might do another one. No, I'm just kidding. Well, we might. They're fun to do. They are. And one of my favorites, zero dogs allowed on hiking. Oh, that girl had a dog on the hiking trail. Yeah, she did. She was doing a no-no. <laughs> yeah, no pets, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's for their safety and the wildlife safety in these parks. Yes. Go to your dog park if you want to have a dog in the park. Yes. 
Um, other things to do in this park, we've mentioned it before because of how it is located. It is a scenic drive. You know, we mentioned that you can do it loop and you don't really lose a whole lot of time. Uh, it is very pretty to just drive through the park. Um, mm -hmm. That alone makes it quite worth it. Um, you know, if you're not into driving it, you can bike it. Um, it would be a very cool park to bike. Um, actually, very, they do very cool. say they do say you can bike the road. The road has narrow shoulders, and you're not allowed to take the bikes off the road. Yeah, in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing, like along with the biking, um, that I think would be really, I think you could get some really cool shots of doing, but I think it, you could take a longboard on these roads and would be really cool to see like a good longboard video through this park with a drone and there's no drones in the park but yes it really would be yeah i um, the first thing that comes to my head when i think of longboarding this park is um the longboarding scene in the secret life of walter mitty mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing that clicks to my head when i think of it um so it would be really, really, really cool. Um, it'd be some yeah, cool. They shit. have, you know, I'm actually looking at the things to see and do in this park right here, right? And you're an expert. I just want to. I just want the. I, I just want the wanderers to know because they're saying, drive the highway loop. They say it takes about 60 minutes. So that, that about an hour off off I-90. Um, you know, go see the Prairie Dog Town. Hike a trail. Attend a night sky program by a ranger. So they do offer programming, which is cool. Um, they offer ranger programs. Uh, they have a they have a pretty good visitor center, I would say. I like it. Um, and then take in a sunrise or a sunset, <laughs> and then go down to the south unit too, and on the tribal land. There, see, there you go. Uh, no, there's a lot of cool shit to do in this park. So uh, it really is. Yeah, and I, you know. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, I was going to say, and speaking of cool shit. I knew you were. It was. It's time for some cool shit in nature. Because <laughs> you're stinking it up over there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a no. pun. I, on the yeah, cool yeah. Shit. I hope you got it. I did. I did get it. But Well, good. I'm glad. I try to tease it every time. I know. I know you do. Um, our wanderers probably appreciate it. I hope they do. If you yeah. don't, email us at wanderingwayspodcast.gmail.com. W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. That is wanderingwayspodcast.gmail.com. Um, shoot us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear if you like Mark's cool shit in nature. Yeah. This week's oh, cool beautiful. shit in nature is a bubble freezing in slow motion nonetheless yeah. which is very cool and satisfying to watch and yeah. then the oh. guy breaks it at the end which is super sad but yeah i like i mean it, it it looks like how like snowflakes you know in the sense that like people say snowflakes have like their own fingerprint that's kind of yeah. like what it, how it's freezing how it looks like like the way the lines and etchings in this bubble are freezing i know it is really cool to see 
Yeah, I'm, uh, it, it's going to make me when it's like gets cold again out here. I might go get some bubbles and <laughs> try it out for myself. <laughs> yeah, you know what I imagine? Uh, you know, I just look at this and I go, "That's nature's snow globe." Yeah, essentially, yeah, I yeah. like it. No, this I, is a really kind of just satisfying, cool shit in nature. Um, I could honestly just have that on in the background and. Uh, yeah just let it kind of go over and over again without the guy popping it though yeah i don't want the guy popping it either he kind of ruins it for me when he does that yeah like from start to finish of this like of it being its thing like from there on oh yeah it's really nice you're like oh yeah that's that's really actually kind of peaceful to watch i'm it really is. glad i've decided to watch this oh it's about finished just a nice perfect little globe of ice and then this dickwad comes in and smashes it. He's also oh, the same guy that made it. So I guess he's not that, right. <laughs> not that much of a, right. a dill hole. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, so that was cool shit in nature. And now back to the breakdown um, where we'll talk more about the camping i guess side of it or the classic stuff to do um when it comes down you know there's two campgrounds in the park which is awesome yeah it is um and they take reservations so make sure you get a reservation what i liked about this one is we actually were able to get the reservations i believe before our trip or dirt on our trip we got it on. Um, yeah, okay. I thought so. Yeah, we... Um, no, it was actually... Shoot, when did we get them on the trip? Was it when we were in Colorado? Yeah, we, we, we stayed at a hotel and we were able to get Wi-Fi and kind of download and, yeah. and do that. And that's what, we, that's what we did. So that was probably like... We got reservations four, three, four days out? Yeah. No, something like that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. And it was after uh, Memorial Day, so yeah. So I mean, getting a reservation in the park um, seems to be pretty, pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, and I want to say, were we in the Cedar Pass campground or um, the Sage Creek campground? I, I think it was say, the Cedar Pass. I want to say that's what it was too. Right there, and it was close to the visitor center, which which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It's the one. Yep, um, Cedar Pass. Yeah, it's whatever that one is, way off to the. So we did not stay at. Where is the other one? Oh, Sage Creek. But it there's no water out there. It looks that was out that dirt road. I think you take a dirt road, uh, the the Sage Creek Rim Road to get out to that campground. But they that one is the one that has hookups. Yes. Yeah, because this is the one we were in was like tent only, and it was it was really. I like camping in the national parks. I really do. And if you guys get a chance to do that, I say, I say go for it. Because I've been able to camp in Yellowstone a couple times, um, Glacier. What other parks on our trip do we actually get in the park camp? Uh, close to Bryce Canyon. That one wasn't in the Yeah, Bryce that one Canyon technically national wasn't park. in. Um, but, I've camped in the park at Zion. Okay. Um, technically, we camped in the park at the Redwoods. We did uh, in the national park. Yes, we yeah, did. 
technically we did at the Redwoods. Um, I've camped in the park at Olympic National Park. Okay. Um, and I think, well, what I like about those is, A, they're cheaper. Yes. But they are, they're just that, I don't, it's that Americana, that pastime that i don't know what it may be but i i like those campgrounds they're, they're fun because the way they're built and designed and i i, I like camping in the parks <laughs> it's if simple, i can you know yeah it's, it's just a real simple kind of style of camping which is like refreshing um in a way hawaii volcanoes <laughs> yeah we did camp <laughs> we camped in there <laughs> we didn't camp we stayed in the cabin yeah but like just basically in Hawaii, that is camping because, like, you could have slept outside and it would have been fine. It would have been the same. Well, those birds, man. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the birds that night or that first morning where they were like, what? what sound like a rubber chicken. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alarm clock. That was fun. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> we, like, woke up. We're like, what the heck is that? No, that was that was a good time. I I enjoyed that. But no, and you don't get those birds in the Badlands. You do not. You do not get those <laughs> birds. Um, no. So you know, camping in the park actually seems pretty plausible for most people um, if yeah. you're looking to go that route. Um, and again, that's the route I encourage because uh, you get to do the stargazing at night. You get to do the sunrise and sunsets easier than if uh, you're staying outside of the park. Mm -hmm. So by all means, try and go check out um, the stay, try and stay in the park, enjoy those stars. Cause I really can't say it enough. The stars are incredible when you're uh, at this park. So they I, are, I, yeah, yeah. I appreciated them. I, from someone that comes from a place where you can see the stars, that's another good place to see them. I, you know, like, like when I was able to see the comment and speaking of Saturday night, we're going to be the closest to the, uh, forget the name of the comment, but there's a comment. It's on the east. When you look east uh, and you look at the Big Dipper, it's kind of like straight down dead east Big Dipper. Uh, there's going to be a comment December 12th uh, out that way. We should be able to see it until... The beginning of January when it becomes close when it gets closest to the sun and then it just kind of disappears from there. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'll have to keep an eye out for clear skies. Exactly. No, I, I really want to get I like comets. They're pretty cool. And I that would be a good place to see one. Um space probably is get, pretty cool. When you get some clear skies out there on the on the Badlands. Yeah, yeah. Uh it really is. It really is. Uh moving on to the back country. Um, this is honestly where the park kind of separates itself and makes itself kind of cool in a way. Well, um, but I think that's all the parks, right? They have those uniquenesses about them, like this, that are just like, well, it's an open hiking park, so you can exactly go anywhere. Because this park is open hike, it's actually open camping as well. Yeah. So as long as you follow the rules of backcountry, 
you can go and camp pretty much anywhere you want to go. The, the thing, though, that I find kind of interesting about this backcountry, because for, for like a glacier park, an Arches, a Zion, right? There's usually a destination, right? That the backcountry takes you to. Yeah. In this case, not really. It's the bad land. Yeah, so, it's kind of just you off exploring a section. That's why they actually recommend hitting that south uh, part of the park because it's not as developed as much. So it's something where you can go in and you can explore this new area or this other area of the park that's not developed as much. It, so it's kind of more untouched. It reminds me a lot, actually, of that area in particular, the south when me and Thea drove down there of an area where we go hunting because uh, where we go is kind of south of the Missouri River Breaks. And if you've ever heard of the Missouri River Breaks, they're like Montana, they're part of the, you know, Flathead or not Fort Peck Lake and just the way the fingers kind of come down and the, the land and the way it is. And the it's, it's Montana's bad land, essentially. And it uh, it's, it's kind of remote where we go hunting because there's just like tw the 12 people that live in that county. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that area. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, love it. that's what it, so that's what makes this, you know, park unique is because it is that open hike, open camp, um, kind of, um, which with it being an open hike makes it so there's not as many hiking trails in this park as there are in others. But again, you can create your own hiking trail. They do have some. Right, the longest one being like ten miles, which is the Castle Trail. Yeah. Um, but you can get on these, and you can go. Oh, let's take a left to whatever. Well, you can see. Well, your buddies say there's no trail. You go. Doesn't matter. We can create our own. So it's <laughs> it's that's the unique part when you're even just hiking, not just the back country. Is you know if you see. You see a tiny little mound, you want to get to the top of it. You can just uh, I'm gonna to get to the top. That'd be honestly a pretty tough climb, but um you can do it. No, I, I really like that because uh to go back to the backcountry camping itself, I feel like too it would remind me of like the old days, like the wagon trail heading out west and how they would they would park their wagons in circles and camp out kind of on the grassland or out by these like you know, you go put yourself by a bluff or by yeah. a dirt mound for the protection of the wind or whatever that may be. Um, and, and I feel like you can get that experience here in the backcountry. Um, the hikes we did, they, they were like the not, the notch trail. Uh, and there was like this lookout uh, that we went on that as well. And I, what I really liked about those is they were there, there already kind of are some established trails where people have walked to those things where it's like, I bet you that's really cool vista point or a viewpoint, you know, so you can see that there is the little wooden ladder you can climb, which is kind of a, you see in the pictures of the Badlands quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah. I, I like it, you know, like, when, like we said, when we took the sunset pictures, we were able to just like hike up and get to a spot where we wanted to be and, you know, yeah. take, take pictures up on top of these dirt things. Cause it was a nice little kind of, you could see where people have gone up it before to get that nice view. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it was, 
It was cool, but you know, both hikes that we did, one to the sunset that we did, that was more of just we wanted to get up high fairly quickly. Um, but the other hike, you know, that one, that one was fun because we were kind of in those like kind of like more of the rocky, less grass. So you kind of felt like you were in like kind of like this weird valley type deal and you were just kind of hiking along the different ones. It had the cool ladder. I mean, we ran into the rattlesnake on that one. So, I mean, there was a lot of cool things. And uh, the view later, um, when we got to see more of the Badlands from that point, was really, really cool. So, it was, yeah. hiking is still well worth it um, to go and check out. You just have to be a little creative. You can't rely on <laughs> a trail necessarily. Yeah, no, uh, that's very true um yeah so how would you i got a question for you how would you rate the park how would you how would you just off the top like kind of if you you know how we do our reviews how you know kind of a mini review oh kind of a mini how would i rate this park the badlands national park must see must not see no I would probably, out of five stars, I would give it four. Yeah. I would give it four stars, you know. It's one of those where um, if you go, you're really going to enjoy it. But it's not one where people are really thinking about going to. It's or not even going the, the name that to. comes first off the list. Yeah. But if okay. you go to it, um, I really think if you stargaze or hit the sunsets, that's what's going to make it that four or five out of uh, five stars for you. Um, so, you know, that's that's how I would do it in reality. If four stars, because it is, it's very cool. Um, I kind of want to go and bike it um, now that I really think about it. So we can. I mean, I, I'm happy because that means you're probably coming through Billings to go out that way um because yeah. i-90 runs through billings but uh <laughs> we uh i would also probably give it a four in that sense because it's not a park that i'm like i'm dying i have to get back to yeah and like for me that would that's a five right like yellowstone glacier i'm dying to get back to those places like i'll pass up other places to go back to those sometimes um whereas badlands it's like oh it's not too far from where i am but you you still gotta like plan some time and effort to get out there and we uh we can i mean we can do that it's no 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 biggie but i'm also like eh, i want to go to iceland i want to go to fiji i want to go to the maldives i want to go to yeah. Paragua. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no there i 100 get what you mean there southeast um, asia and thailand <laughs> No, 100%. Um, it's still a good park. Uh, I think people should go and check it out. Um, if you're in that area, it's almost a must-see if you're in that area. Um, but you go check out the Badlands, check out the Black Hills as well. Um, if you want a breakdown of the Black Hills and how you can add this park to a Black Hills trip, make sure to check out our Black Hills breakdown Um you know, make sure to check out our other breakdowns as well, all that fun stuff. Um, but we are going to get 
to the final words because it is, is that time and I am that guy. We're going to do the final words. So final words, my man. You know, guys, I know you wanderers out there have your lists of, you know, your top fives, the, the next few parks you want to go to, right? And what I really have to say and really want to get to is now that we talked about the Badlands, I guarantee for most of you, the Badlands isn't on one of your top five must-go-to national parks, which is fine. I get it. The Yosemites, the Yellowstones, the Zions, the Grand Canyons, they have that nostalgia about them. But what I want you to do, and this is my challenge for the week, is I want you guys to figure out what five parks that are underrated that not a lot of people talk about you know you don't that are hard to get to maybe that are kind of those one parks maybe you want to go that aren't in these loops or these clusters or out west or whatever that may be that you go to you know for me teddy roosevelt's on that list um down in florida the everglades it's kind of one of those for me is on that list uh I really want to go down to um, that place in New Mexico, Carlsbad Caverns. Um, I want to get out to um, the head. The is the headwaters up there north in or Portage Falls, up in uh, the Upper Peninsula, up there in Michigan. Oh, I um, don't know. Quite a few of those parks. Those 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 hard parks to get to where you know you're going to have to spend that time. But really. Find that list, you know, and and let us know. Email us at wanderingspodcast at gmail.com. All right, Reverend, that's all. I love it. I love it. Um, Reverend's final words of wisdom. Uh, stay beautiful. Everybody can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for listening, liking, subscribing, uh, sending us questions, sending us top fives, uh, all of that fun stuff. You guys are awesome. You guys are great. I appreciate it. Um, as for the last kind of true thing, you know, it's winter. Uh, you know, people are cold. Animals are cold. I, you know, I don't know. Go out. Give someone a hug. I know it's COVID and hugging's frowned upon, but um, you know, try and go give give a hug. Give some love. Hug or a love out there to some sort of living being or living creature. And yes plants are thrown into this so if you want to give some love to a tree give some love to a tree but anyways just go out there and give some love where love is needed uh, especially since it's holiday season we should be giving love anyway um should be giving love all year round but people seem to do it extra around the holidays so this is another reason to do it but with that being said um peace out everybody bye